0: i have to admit that if i i found something in a yard sale that i knew was very valuable you'd be like i would buy it (laughs) for whatever price they have on it
1: exactly let's not kid ourselves (laughs) oh mr abundance and like karma i
0: was gonna say good karma man just came (laughs) in and said
1: that's 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 my point no that's the whole point right for, that's my good karma for all the previous oh given away that I've done
0: Oh that's your good karma not
1: now it's coming back to reward <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs>
2: Welcome to episode 199 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brew pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. Catch new episodes weekly as the reverends Ogun Holder, Shannon Weston, and yours truly, Brian Burkoff, address and engage what's happening through a theological lens with a good brew in hand.
1: And that good brew might be in one of these. Fente, Pub Theology Live Tumblrs, if you are watching us on Facebook, you'll see it. Um, You can get one of these absolutely free by simply donating $25 or more to nokidhungry.org, a national organization helping to feed families around the country send us proof of your donation and we will mail one of these to you for free while supplies last how many supplies we got Shannon? you're the supply plenty queen, of man. supplies we got lots of supplies so, so th-
0: soon we'll stop this promotion and you'll have to pay for it if you want one so
1: oh, oh. like
0: actually pay for it and Shots shipping. fired. so
1: shots fired so this is your best bet get your get your get your free get your free tumblr 25 or more to nokithungry.org and we thank you
0: so join us this Friday, as you heard Brian say, it's episode 199. This um, this Friday we will do a happy hour for our 200th episode on Facebook Live. So join um, us, the three of us, plus former um, co-hosts for when Brian was running for office and a couple of friends. Um, join us at 7. We'll run for at least two hours on Facebook um, for our 200th episode. And um, we really, really hope to see you there. We would love to um, answer your questions. Um, so send us a um, direct message somewhere in some way. We're on all the socials at Pub Theology, or you can find one of the three of us and send it to us and we'd be happy to answer your questions um, during the show and if not we'll just sit there in silence and drink beer
2: and it's a
1: bring your own beer happy hour, correct?
0: It is bring your own beer. We're not going to ship it off to you.
1: Uh, oh, oh, I was going was going to come to your house and drink y'all's beer.
0: Well, you can come to my house and drink my beer and that's fine. Hey, but...
1: Maybe should do that. You, maybe you I,
0: that's the second time you've said that.
1: I know, but I keep forgetting that I say it out loud. I keep forgetting. All so wait, right. can I really come to your house for all right? I might be there. I might okay. be there. Sounds um, good. Um, uh, you should mention the date, which is May twenty first, that this is happening just in case somebody's listening to this episode next week. We don't oh, want okay. them to think so
0: yeah. Friday, May
1: twenty first. R- Early listeners could still join that. <laughs> <laughs> and depends on we are assuming Brian will also get this episode up before Friday, May twenty first, right? Right. That's the plan. To play.
0: <laughs> we're doing it at seven and tina's hoping to join us from west coast at that yes. time so you know old friends and new will will be there with us there you so are. this week we're talking about garage sales pentecost and peace in the middle east so that's going to require some beverages um so Seriously? brian what are you drinking today
2: Well, today I am drinking uh, the first sort of sour style ale I ever had, uh, and I hated it the first time I had it, and now I love it, and it's called a Bam Beer. Bam Beer by Jolly Pumpkin Brewing uh, out of Dexter, Michigan near Ann Arbor, and it is a tart and tasty balance of malt hops and yeast.
1: Okay.
0: Tasty. bam. I feel like that's emeralds, you know. Beer of choice, Ogan. What are you drinking today?
1: Um, from from the fine Allagash Brewery in Maine, Little Grove, a sparkling session ale with black currants. It's a wonderful, nice, warm day out, so I'm 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 hitting the sparkly fruits.
0: Yes, it is a wonderful day out. Those of you on the podcast, I am outside. So if you hear birds go in and out, that is what Or bees. Or bees go in and out. Apparently a bee attacked the microphone while I was getting my beer. Um,
1: It's in the the (laughs) pre-show.
0: So I am drinking a Founders um, Brewery. I'm trying to figure out where it's made. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Founders Brewery. um, Session Wheat Ale called Vacay All Day or All Day Vacay. I got it wrong. There so, it is. There it is. So that's what I'm drinking today because it is like 87 degrees out. So It is pretty warm. Had Perfect. to go for it. So, would you rather hold a garage sale, sell items online, or just donate the extra stuff to Goodwill?
2: So, we chatted briefly about this while you were out but the bee was on the mic. Um, no.
0: Was the bee having a garage sale?
2: <laughs> yeah, he was kind of downsizing, simplifying um Ogan asked if this was inspired by my spring cleaning and I said yes we just went through a bunch of stuff and we ended up just getting rid of giving it away versus selling it but I will say I do love a good garage sale I don't love prepping for it, but once it's like going and people are showing up taking my junk and handing me money for it that that's fun.
0: Yeah, I've never actually held no I've held one I did one. Um, it was garage sale weekend in our neighborhood, like the neighborhood holds one weekend where everybody has a garage sale so that that gets a lot of the people. But really, just what happens is neighbors just buy their neighbors junk. and.
1: <laughs> I, I was going <laughs> to say, you, yeah, yeah, you're basically just doing that. And right. and given what you end up selling your stuff for, you're practically giving it away. Right. Anyways, so why not just give it, it away?
0: So I don't really, I don't really do the garage sale thing. So I don't sell on items online, like one by one. Like my cousin's like an eBay seller who like goes and clears out clearance places and um, whatever. Anyway, but I do things like, so there's this clothing place called thread up. So you oh, just, yeah. you just put all of your old clothes that you're don't like you're and, and whatever they don't want, they donate. Right. So it's, it's like you just box it up, print out the shipping label and the post office takes it away and then whatever they want sells and you get, again, it's minimal amount of money, but you get money for it. And like that, I love, like, don't make me work for it. Just here you go. You know? Yeah. So, and
2: we have, we have a plethora of like cool secondhand stores, uh, where, um, People will take, you know, uh, gently used items and other items. Uh, but right. there's a lot of a lot of good good stores that are like doing good work in the community. That it feels good to donate to.
0: Yeah, and we've also done. There's a record store that you can sell your records to. Um, like half price books that you can sell your books to. Like that stuff. I'll do when it when all it requires is me boxing it up handing it to you you tell me what it's worth and i walk away with the money
1: it's and good karma it's good it's good <laughs> karma to give stuff away even 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 if you're not selling it right to just just you know i believe i believe in i believe in karmic flow of abundance so when we give we make more room to receive yeah and, True, but I do love I do love haggling
2: over like an item, right? Someone's trying to buy something from me, and I've got it listed at ten, and he wants it for four dollars, and you know, working working to find that middle ground.
0: I won't even go to the car dealers anymore, where they haggle. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm no way. Mm-mm.
1: I think you're in it for the wrong reason.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say like. Cause I, oh no, no way, no way.
1: Cause, cause does that, does that haggling ever backfire and they're like, yeah, I'm not paying that much. And then you're still left with the thing. The whole point is to get rid no, of stuff, no, no, right?
2: You, you end up with you and en- you make sure they take the item and you get, you get some cash. You, you, yeah. You're not driving a hard bargain at a garage sale.
0: I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather re like recycle things than throw them away, but I am not above tossing some stuff. Like I am not above, this needs to leave my house right now nobody wants it you know i put it on the facebook page nobody wants it it's going it's out there's
2: there's those moments too for sure
0: yeah so if something at a yard sale is far more valuable than the posted price do you have to let the seller know
1: you don't have to do nothing Oh, Mr. Abundance and like, I karma. was gonna say,
0: good karma, man. Just <laughs> that's that's, said, that's my
1: point. No, that's the whole point, oh, that's right? That's your
0: good karma. For, not- that's
1: my good karma for all the previous giving away that I've done. Oh now, my god. Now it's coming back. Now it's coming back to reward me. Unbelievable. All right, so the <laughs> second
0: part of the question as that happened, what was one of your best yard sale, garage sale finds? Ooh. Yeah. Anything? I don't
1: think hard about that one. It's been it's been a while. I did I, I did find a really nice set of like drinking glasses, some tumblers, and and what are what are the what are the nice shaped beer pint glasses that have this like sort of like V shape? We, you know I forget what to call them that usually use for like colds and, and
0: pilsner glasses, Ailsa. aren't they? Aren't they just pilsner? Probably. Glasses? Yeah. 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 With, I like, think the so. Hourglass shape kind yeah. of thing.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So somebody, I was at a yard, walk through the neighborhood, and someone was having a yard sale, and they were giving away like I don't know, it was a set of like twenty glasses. It was like some tumblers and some of those, and it was like ten bucks or something. I was like, oh, I don't have good glasses. Not that I need them, but these are really good glasses. So I'm I'm still carting them around. They're in storage somewhere, but See? but yeah, they were worth thirty bucks, and you're like, I got. A quarter and a nickel is 30 cents.
0: The glasses are one of those things that I'm like, just take them. Just take them. Like, I don't care what I spend on them. Like, you're not going to be able to, no, just take them. I mean, unless it's like fine crystal or something. But even then, like Goodwills actually, I know several Goodwills that like won't take glasses anymore because people just are like trying to get rid of them. So I don't really, I don't do a lot of yard sales, so I don't have a good find.
2: I found some classic uh, NES Nintendo original Nintendo games at a at a garage oh, nice. sale and uh, they still worked so
0: I I have to admit that if I I found something in a yard sale that I knew was very valuable and be like, Shh, it's I would buy it for whatever price they have on it.
1: Exactly let's not kid ourselves
0: but here's what i would also do i would also question whether or not it was really worth what even if i knew that's what it would work was worth i would like be like is it no that can't be right that can't be real
2: like if it was like a mint unopened johnny cash like record album that was rare or something and it it was still sealed
0: well that i would take anyway you know
2: (laughs) right but let's just say that was a collector's (laughs) item worth like tons and they had like 50 cents on it.
0: Now my it's interesting my next-door neighbor like does this for a living. Like this is what he does. He he, I mean,
2: that's a real, yeah, people do yeah, that.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's literally what that's he does the, for a living. That's
2: the eBay business model. <laughs>
0: it is, yeah, that's what he for does. Sure. And, you,
2: you hit the yard sales, you turn it around, and you sell it to, uh, online. Yeah, he goes
0: to estate sales, he does, you know, jewelry and all kinds One of One time
1: we had, uh, at our church, we had what we call a, you know, a recirculation day. So we weren't, you know, everybody brings in their stuff, and then other people can basically get it for free or... Like, we, we, didn't, we didn't put prices on anything. It was the idea of, you know, keeping things in circulation. And this one woman, she, when we told her that the stuff was for free, that, you know, you didn't even have to make a donation to the church. You didn't have to do anything. And she verified that. She goes back to her car, she gets a box, and then she just takes her arm and sweeps down the whole table and just... Pulls everything in the box. (laughs) I kid you not. I kid you not. That's a little.
0: That's a little. Oh my
1: God. We're like, what? (laughs) She's like, like, free? I'll take it all. She's. Yeah, she's like, are you free? Yeah, and do yeah. I need to make a donation? No, Those people they,
0: are called hoarders.
1: Yes, I know. Oh, you know, she's reselling that stuff the next weekend at her Un- place exactly. Or
0: and that what? was not the
1: spirit of your event. It was it's some not- people no. give away, some people
2: take. Like, there's a so we've had a
0: problem on our like our neighborhood Facebook page, like if you want to get rid of something like I have this bookshelf I'm trying to get rid of. So I put it on the page and I'm like, if you want it, it's yours. We're actually, we're taking down this play set right here. For those of you on the video. Um, And we're going to put our pit. has
1: Derek outgrown it. Finally.
0: He's finally outgrown it. Yeah. It's getting a little rusty. Um, So he's, he's, we're going to put the fire pit over there and we're literally like, put it up and like, if you want it, come get it. And it's yours, you know, like, but, apparently some people were doing that and then reselling stuff on like, you know, other like in the neighbor on Facebook marketplace or whatever. And they're like, we see you. (laughs) Like, it's not like you're invisible, like, because it shows you stuff in your area. They're like, I just gave that to you free last week.
2: People. and then there's this
0: whole argument of like well you gave it like you gave it away you yeah. could have sold it and you didn't and what they do with it's none of your business well now so. i want
1: to buy it back and then i want to sell it
0: <laughs> like, seriously
1: my my favorite story of of us doing this at a church um we were able to basically furnish an apartment for a family of young immigrants who had just gotten to the country and they literally had uh um a mattress on the floor they had a one-year-old and basically the one-year-old was sleeping on the mattress on the floor with them by the time they were done with us they had a crib they had a sofa um, they had a bed frame they had a coffee table dining room table man. um i don't think we got them a dining room table but they got some dining room chairs with <laughs> i figured they're gonna get a table later but it was what was really magical about it was when people were hearing about this story they're like they went home and got stuff and took it to the people's place right because they were like we we got some stuff we were thinking of getting rid of we didn't want to lug it down here but now we know that there's this family in need you know and that that family they were in tears by the time uh they were they were done it was we used to
0: work with a refugee center in Kentucky that would do that and and you, you know it was like You put the call out and people were more than happy to donate. They really were.
1: Very cool. Um, Viewer Tim on Facebook reminds us that caveat emptor works both ways. Indeed. (laughs) Truth. Truth.
0: So Phyllis Tickle stated some years ago, before she died, I hope, um, (laughs) about every 500 years, the church feels compelled to hold a giant rummage sale. We are living in and through one of those 500 years sales where do you see this happening? What items from the church or theology would you want to put on sale? i.e., get rid of. Oh, where do we start? So I remember this, this was, she made this quote comment during, um, on, it was the year of the 500th anniversary of the reformation. Yes. And that's why she was making this point. And what's interesting, I, I like, I appreciate bringing it up because I'm like, we're a couple years off. Right. Like, and I think, like we finally hit the true reset with covid that she was talking about you know 10 years ago or whatever um now whether it was self-imposed or not you know whatever like versus the the reformation but um, i think
1: uh like when i look at this quote i'm like 500 years is maybe 400 years too long I know it's a long time. (laughs) That is a long, long time. You're only doing this every 500 years. That would explain a lot of the issues. That explains how you end up with three hymn books per (laughs) member.
0: God, so many books. So many hymn books. We have, you know Shannon's
1: church might be holding a garage sale or a giveaway.
0: (laughs) See, here's the thing. Nobody wants hymnals. Like nobody Nobody wants wants hymnals. Nobody wants them. So our our denomination got new hymnals several years ago, like a new version of our hymnal. And we didn't buy them because we have screens and we were like, we don't we don't actually need the book. So we'll keep the hymnals we have, but we'll just use the new versions and put them on the screen and stuff. Right. And But so anyway, the story is we're renovating the sanctuary right now before we come back to the fall in the fall. And and Derek and I are collecting the hymnals and boxing them up. And I I'm not kidding. We have three hymnals per person in that (laughs) congregation. Hey, you know
1: what? You know what? Start a fuel for the new fire pit that's going in.
0: Well, I'm like, so can we you know me? I'm like, can we cut them up? I mean, well, that's a little book burning, right? Like, I don't want to burn the books, you know, but like um can we like cut them up and have people make like paper cranes out of them all and we'll do the thousand crane things and bless Uh, the church when we come back uh, like can we do something like that and then i'm like oh that's a lot of work we did talk about
2: (laughs) using fire uh you know worshipful sort of religious ritual sense
0: i mean it's pentecost sunday pentecost
2: exactly
0: but again it feels weird to like I'm not going to burn the book. But
1: listen, it's it's not like Bibles. OK, they're hymnals that nobody's using that are outdated. We probably two Bibles
0: for every person that comes to church. Though.
1: <laughs> listen, again. Now, so Bibles did...
0: I could give away, though. Bibles I could give away. Right. Hymnals I couldn't.
1: But know. But, you know, this is a question about what makes something sacred, right? They're literally just paper with ink on it. <laughs>
0: OK, yeah. Bye. Although if you're listening to this and you would like some Bibles or hymnals, you hit me up and you let me know. Sure. And
1: I'm not saying don't I'm not saying is if you one get of those takers things that like
0: well-meaning white people do in our <laughs> churches of like we mail them then to like, you know, some church in Guatemala, and they're like, we can't read this. You know, <laughs> right. we can't, like- exactly. They're, they're using like, it for Firestarter. You you're so deprived. Here you go. And you're like, we can't read English. They're like,
1: we can't read this, and even if we could, uh, this we don't like these songs. By, by the way, speaking of, speaking of burning things, have you guys heard the latest uh, voter ballot conspiracy theory? Hmm. So apparently a lot of uh, the original ballots for Trump were shredded, and then fed to chickens (laughs) and to erase the evidence they incinerated the chickens this is this is is real conspiracy theory yes this is the conspiracy so by the way if you have it's out there
0: um serial the serial podcast their latest Uh um their latest season is on voter fraud in this county in north carolina Uh And mm-hmm. um, it's it's really interesting to listen to, by the way. Oh so if I, a plug for that. But let's get back to this question. Where, yeah. where do you see rummage sale happening in the church and what items from the church or the theology would you wanna put up for sale or get rid of? Immediately like the discrimination versus the inclusion, right? Anything yes. like that idea of Christianity being exclusive yeah needs to go i was
1: just about to say any anti lgbtq yes yeah
0: and 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 really i'd go a step a thought that has escaped my brain so brian why don't you say what you want to say <laughs>
2: Well, I was going to just say patriarchal stuff that historically and still with us in so many ways when it comes to roles in the church, when it comes to uh, language uh, and inclusion around language. Uh, absolutely. I mean, we still um, even I think even those of us who are are conscious uh, find ourselves uh, in, too often in the default of using male pronouns for God, because that's rife in the bible that's in our music it's in our liturgies and you really have to be conscious to try to seek some balance and try to use feminine imagery that's from the bible uh, as well uh, for god
1: i would also go with the uh um, the sort of insistence in a lot of christian movements that christianity is the way yes you might need to ditch that one too
0: we literally take that verse in john very very literally and too far
2: yeah john yeah. 14 6 J- i am john the way 14. the truth and the life no one comes to the father but yeah. through me yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah what's there to argue
2: about i mean it's so obvious right. just no take, it's so clear take like the you're, literal you're, meaning
0: never <laughs> caused a problem ever <laughs> nor yeah. is it nor is it part of a larger context of a, of a of a chapter that is about something completely different.
2: No doubt. Anyway. And I think that that's exactly <laughs> like how much harm has been done, like, and sometimes, and not sometimes, it's often like well meaning, well intended. People have this idea that well, unless you have, you know, this personal relationship with Jesus, unless you've accepted Christ as your savior, or you have this theological belief as Christ atoning for your sins, then you literally are going to burn in hell forever. Yeah. So it's my moral duty to try to save you or convert you or whatever. But so much harm has been done with that exclusivist view. And so I'd throw in penal substitutionary atonement needs to be chucked as well.
0: Well, and I, I mean, and, and, Jesus this is happening twice today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jesus. all right so what i was did gonna just say, say before, jesus is happening oh jeez,
0: no, this is i was
1: like wait when, like, did, when was the first time that jesus happened did i miss it it was the bee flying by it was yeah. the
0: bee i got i literally got distracted by a bumblebee and that is a reference a reference to the west wing by the way uh, so you all know. um one of the things i want our church oh i was gonna say that that our denomination is still arguing over literally using the phrase Jesus is my lord and savior. And if you cannot literally say that phrase, then you are not a Christian and we're like we're not that that's not how this works. What? Like yeah. this isn't how that happens. But but one of the things I want the church in general to let's talk about if 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 we're in the middle of a rummage sale in COVID and whatever and we're coming back, you know, and we're trying to decide what goes back in the building right? We took everything out. Like, let's decide what goes back in, yeah. you know, then I want to get rid of, honestly, I, I kind of want to get rid of this idea of membership. Mm. And I want to get rid of this idea of literal physical worship attendance is a reflection of, of something, right? versus who how many people we serve, how many people serve with us in the mission fields and things like that. Versus, you know, our I know Brian, you guys probably are too, our denomination is obsessed with these statistical numbers. How much money did you bring in? How much money did you spend? How many butts are in the pew every Sunday? Like and this past year we're like, I mean the money we know, but like I mean, I can show you the Vimeo statistics, but who knows if they're real? Like, yeah, who yeah, yeah. knows? You know,
2: I'm usually like, who knows even pre-COVID? I'm like, I don't know.
0: You don't you don't make somebody count?
2: Oh, no. we No, we, we try to guesstimate after.
0: We have friendship. <laughs> there were 400
1: people here today. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> we have these things at the end of the pew because I picked them all up today called friendship pads and my aunt always calls them attendance. she's like you take attendance let's just (laughs) let's not lie you take attendance you make people write down their name and if they're a member or not like you're taking attendance and i was like you're not wrong you're not wrong yeah
2: Yeah. we know how many chairs we set up and we can sort of guesstimate (laughs) how many were empty and that's how we do it
0: seriously it wouldn't be that hard to count i was gonna say
2: (laughs) Yeah, it wouldn't be. I I can't do it, so I guess we could find someone. But
0: I mean, I'm. I'm yeah, no
2: one's suggesting you do it. <laughs> I'm up there. I'm an, we can get started once I've counted you all. So just
1: sit still.
0: Well, and then they'll say, "Oh, there were sixty-five people here today." I'm like, "But did you get the three that walked in late?" <laughs> <You> gotta, <laughs> you gotta you gotta count
1: the them all. But well, listen, I Round you up. can you can use the you can use the counted in your favor, right? Because I remember I remember this was a this was a thing for us when I was still working at the church there about how because of me attendance dropped. Right. So someone was using the justification for maybe we need a new minister. And I had to remind them, listen, y'all's attendance was dropping way before I showed up. They're like, was it? Yes, we have the numbers. We counted. Oh, did you forget conveniently that before I showed up, you moved from two services to one? Because that first service nobody was showing up for. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, you, you those numbers can work in your favor um but i think i think the data is important as long as you don't make the data your false god right you don't yes. start worshiping I- the data and start working towards the data that's where it becomes an issue to shannon's point about being obsessed about about the data the data the data is just information a snapshot at any given point in time what the data means you decide
0: yeah and and it's not that data isn't important it's just not we need to stop making it our idol right right we need that's to my, stop yeah. making so people are like well that's the me- that's the way we measure whether a church is healthy or not i'm like no it's whoa not. whoa whoa that like worship attendance is not how you measure a health of a church. I have walked in. Have you, have you looked at mega churches? They're not exactly healthy yeah. places, toxic, you know, toxic, they're places. toxic environments sometimes, but let's, let's look at, and, and I mean, I'm literally writing a dissertation on using coaching in, you know, in churches and the, a new metric on mm-hmm. how you decide if leadership is doing something like, like how are your board meetings going? Do they end on time? You know, what's it like? How does the mood end? Like, those are also metrics we can use yeah. to decide whether or not there's health in a congregation. Exactly. Or decisions made, you know, things like I would,
1: that. I would, rather, I would rather a church of 20 committed people doing spiritual work and growing than 2,000 people who are just showing up.
2: Yeah. And I would say it's also not only a good tool to solely judge the spiritual health of a congregation, but of an individual as well. Like mm-hmm. just because someone comes once a month doesn't mean, uh, right, that they're not a healthy, yeah. uh, spiritually growing individual.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. some of them weekly people. Mm-mm.
0: Right, <laughs> they're the worst. No, no,
2: we love you all. We love we you all.
0: we love everybody. And yeah, just like and, just like parents
1: love all their kids equally. Wink. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You heard it here, kids. So,
0: the Christian holiday of Pentecost, which is Sunday, is celebrated on the 50th day of Easter from Easter Sunday. No, that's the Ascension, Brian. The Ascension is celebrated on the 50th day. Pentecost is the Sunday after Ascension. So, anyway.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, Pentecost comes from uh, the word 50 in Pentecost. But count 50 days
0: from Easter Sunday is the Ascension.
2: Uh.
1: I'm going to google that.
2: I got it doesn't this from, get
0: divided I, into 50.
2: I googled this. So, oh. did
0: you am yep. I wrong?
1: I think you're wrong. Sometime after Easter,
0: <laughs> it's okay. Okay, google it cuz I'm pretty sure I'm right.
2: <laughs> and the Christian holiday of Pentecost is a movable feast which is celebrated on the 50th day from Easter Sunday.
0: How does how does that work though?
1: It's just math. I'm reading the rest of the question, and I think the exact day doesn't matter. It Keep doesn't. I just question. want to be right
0: because I know I'm right. Um, okay, I'll read the question. I'll read the question. Uh, I didn't want
1: to say it out loud. I'm glad you did.
0: <laughs> I will read the question, but there's no way that this there's no <laughs> math. The math doesn't work. Pentecost
2: means fiftieth.
0: Pentecost means fiftieth. that it but it's not on the fiftieth day.
2: Well, Easter it's the Sunday. seventh Sunday. It's the seventh Correct. Sunday for and,
0: and you know I'm that math doesn't work. I'm seven 49. times seven is
2: Forty-nine. I 49. am going <laughs> 49, to get my not the
1: point t-shirt and put it on. Wow. <laughs> not yes. the point. Not the point at all.
0: Anyway. Get to the
1: question. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Sometimes Fun that attended. happens. I get stuck on that and I can't let it go. <laughs> you do get stuck on that. <laughs> oh, it commemorates God. the descendant of the Holy Spirit upon the apostles and other followers of jesus while they were in jerusalem celebrating the feast of weeks as described in the acts of the apostles if you're a christian how important is this holiday
2: well apparently Apparently, very important
0: (laughs) the number is important
1: Oh my goodness. I guess
0: it's technically the 50th day if day one is Easter Sunday. Are we
1: doing this again?
0: No, 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 no. But you know, it's, uh, so I'm, I'm with you now. So the math works out now to me. Um, So I, I love everything about Pentecost, but I'm not, it's not like that. I mean, I don't know. I'm not married to it, if you will. Right. It's
1: definitely waned in importance over time.
2: Well, yeah, because people aren't like, oh, it's Pentecost. I should go to church this Sunday. Like, I that's not something
1: people say, is it? No. I think I think that's squarely N- Eastern Christmas. No, and in fact, right. I think
0: they use it well, one, if it's important, it's because it's confirmation Sunday. That's why it's important. It's because right. the kids get confirmed on Pentecost. But two, I think it's for us it's kind of a mark of summer like summer's beginning because it's somewhere between late may or mid-may and mid-june it's right? the church's
2: memorial day
0: <laughs> it kind of is right yeah. no it, it really of, is it kind of is it kind of is oh, my and that's how we've used it unfortunately but i know some people that really get into it like super get into it
1: i so some symbolically symbolically is important for me because it's really this idea of empowerment right it's this idea of uh here's the disciples that 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 were like we can't do anything without jesus being here and here's here's this event saying you know you had the power all along the power was always within you like you know insert whatever
0: which is why i feel like i wish we like theologically i find a lot of um connection with it but it's almost become like christmas or easter in the sense that we say the same thing every year if we could maybe talk about it differently at a different time like we're actually doing a bible study on acts right now and we talked about it completely differently than you know pulling out a birthday cake and singing happy birthday to the church you know that kind of deal
1: okay Gotcha. All right. Well,
2: I mean, you know, there, there's, there's a lot going on theologically and there's the whole overlap with, you know, the Jewish uh, festival of Pentecost or the Feast of Weeks. And, you know, so there's the whole question about Christian borrowing or, or the origins of of things that have become Christian. Um, And then it, for me, it prompts, you know, our next question, what is the Holy spirit and, you know, what, what was different Uh, The day after Pentecost from the day before was God now accessible in a new way. Um, Those are all like legit questions that that I've had most of my life as a Christian
1: I like uh, I like uh, uh, listener Tim's on Facebook he's like and this is evidence to how it's all made up hashtag Pentecost. (laughs)
0: well so the next question is what is the holy spirit no
1: seriously (laughs) it is seriously we are we're kind of sort of making this all up as we go along i
0: I love the story and i love the story like i like the resurrection story right like i love the uh, the resurrection story is the new life i i love the um ascension story of the blessing and the waiting, right, wait here until, like, and and I, and I preached that last week in a way that was, we have whiplash from these, and I didn't explicitly say this, but my sermon was basically, we have whiplash from too much information too quickly. And we need some time to figure out what's going on and where we're going next and how it's working. And what the disciples did is they went back to the temple and they prayed. And there's nothing, there's no heart, right? Like Jesus literally said, go and, and, you know, bring good news to the nations. And they said, yeah, we're going to need, and and he also said, and you're going to need a minute before you can go do that. And something, you know, you're going to need some help to go do that. And, and I feel like that's where we are as a country right now. It's like the CDC has said, take your mask off. And our, our governor said, take your mask off. And I went, I'm going to need a minute here like you you just i'm not ready yet i'm gonna need something else to know it's gonna be okay and so that thing for the disciples was the holy spirit i think that thing for us is the holy spirit too but that's that's another thing um so what is the holy spirit what is the significance of the of the descent of the holy spirit how did pentecost present a shift from the access to the spirit before
1: I ain't gonna lie, I never understood what the Holy Spirit was. Like, I'm like, is it another angel? Is it like, you know, like another personification of God? How is Jesus different than the Holy Spirit? The whole Trinity thing. Uh, if you guys ever watch Mr. Deity on YouTube, you're familiar with Mr. Deity? Yes. Oh, so it's a, a great piece on God and Jesus trying to. Decide what the Holy Spirit is, or try to explain it. And wasn't his name
2: Bob or something?
1: No, Jesse. Jesse was Jesus.
2: Jesse was um, Jesus, but wasn't the Holy yeah. Spirit?
1: Wasn't um, it Bob? no. Well, there was. Well, there was a guy who was kind of like the engineer, and and we weren't quite clear if he was the Holy Spirit or not. <laughs> yes. Right. It was a. It was a whole. Thing. I mean, got. You got. I feel look like the Holy Spirit has it.
0: I feel like the Holy Spirit has been. You know, God is the Father, Jesus is the Son, and the Holy Spirit is the little sister that's annoying everybody, and they just ignore her, right? Like that's how it's kind of portrayed. Ooh, yeah. Right. I mean, it is. If you For think sure. About it.
2: Lowest on the totem pole.
0: Lowest on the totem pole. The annoying but, little but sister. are they supposed
1: to be like three and one, one and three? The yeah, same? but
0: Whoa. but the truth is that it's all one entity, right? It's one. So in in essence so if you if you follow the doctrine the idea if you put it in different language the idea is is that i'm gonna there's one there's a part of me that's this which is god which is unseeable and unwhatever and then there's the part that you can see that was the incarnation which was jesus and then there's the part that is the guide is the the voice and the advocate is what jesus calls it right and is but it's all it's all pieces of one it's it's all it's not split personalities or whatever but it's um
1: but clearly they're not they're they're individualized because the spirit holy spirit was sent well you know
2: tongues of fire you know fire can separate out into little pieces and not be diminished uh
0: I mean the descent of the dove echoes the baptism, right? The descent of the dove at baptism, the descent of the dove or, at Pentecost. Or
1: the bird just needed a place to land. I mean it
0: wasn't an actual bird. I'm just saying
2: you know, and there's there's in know other God. religious we don't traditions know. We like, there. like in Judaism, there's it the It says earth.
0: it wasn't an actual dove. It said like a dove. It doesn't say a dove came down from heaven. We took that.
2: Otherwise, like, Bird in the office—is that you, Holy Spirit?
0: By the way, they named the bird um, Robin Downey Jr. So you know Perfect. show title. <laughs>
2: Perfect. I, I don't know if we can ref, if we can show title based on that bird two episodes in a row.
0: Yeah, exactly. Anyway, <laughs> That's pushing it. I mean, I I somebody said to me once: some people are God people, some people are Jesus people, some people are Holy Spirit people. Oh. And that they're all saying the same thing, and it was really very helpful to that, you know. Going, Brian, you said in the beginning, like these people that and and I came from a tradition that overemphasized a personal relationship with Jesus, yeah. And it was really helpful for me to hear that because I felt like my connection with this idea of spirit, um pushed me away from that idea of Jesus, right? And what they were what this person was saying was like no, no like no, that's not the theology. The theology is di- people use different language and connect to God in different ways. So you embrace your way of connection.
1: So this is this is like getting back to that point you made about the data, right? Which is which is yes, this is all our f- like feeble human attempt to to put words, language, to this thing that's beyond words and language. And then then we forget that that's all we were doing. And then we make such a big deal about it. Yes. We exclude and discriminate based on the language in which was made up to begin with in an effort to try to articulate that which is beyond articulation yeah
2: and it seems like we're we're talking in some ways about like a a metaphor for all of us having uh a part of the divine within us which is not god is a metaphor which is not unique to christianity right no no
0: it's
1: not no no that god itself is a metaphor like i think we we forget that and so and so
2: the thing for me is then you know did anything like did anything really quantifiably change uh in the church or in human history in that day or was it just an, an eye opening to what was already true and you know a hundred years before jesus even came on the scene you know was people's ability to have a, a connection to the divine the so, same it was more about an awareness versus an explicit like oh now there's more god available in people
0: so think about i mean we've we've been missing this for a year but what happens in a room when we're all physically present together COVID? and there is a, what'd you say?
1: He's COVID.
2: I said, what happens in a room when we're all physically together? Ugh. I said COVID. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Well,
1: <laughs> too soon, man. Too soon.
0: <laughs> Less than 0.01% of COVID is spread outside. I'm like, that means 99.99% of it is spread indoors. It's just math. <laughs> anyway, but like, we okay we go to these um conferences or you know we were a wild goose for our hundreds right let's just you know and there's an energy there's a we call it there's a spirit there of a gathering of people who are there for a common purpose Mm -hmm. it's it's a lot of the reason why mission work is so great it's it's not even the actual work it's the connection of being together and having a shared and a common experience so even if you just take that at its basic level jesus is gone they've been praying in the temple and now they gather together ready for their basically their first worship service right peter's about to give him a sermon and then something happens like how is that not the spirit moving right we use that same language today
1: yeah for sure i yeah i, I, I like it I, you call it holy spirit somebody else might call it mass hysteria <laughs> you know you know like benny hinn waving his jacket over to crowds and like Ooh. dozens of people are falling over right so
0: who knows i mean this is this is why i've always said con- like live concerts are church for me oh, right absolutely. that shared absolutely. that not is not only is music all music kind of sacred to me but it's like that shared experience is what that collectiveness right brings us together
1: and brian you said something earlier in your questions about what was what was fundamentally different after that day was there new awareness or or suddenly was there more god available and those two things are not mutually exclusive right right when we become more aware of our god self then yes more god is available to us and for us to live more as god is but if we are not aware of it being there then it right it's technically not there
2: yeah and, and you could maybe think of it in terms of like if you've ever watched america's got talent uh it was sort of like god hit the golden buzzer and all the confetti came down and that was just little tongues of fire and
0: i have never watched america's got talent it's good yeah, um I, I watched it for do you remember the days. first sermon that you gave that like clicked that like felt good like really good
1: it's too long ago and i've been too scarred too (laughs) too too long
2: i know what you mean though right where you, you feel like you feel like you were you were inspired at some level and you felt connected to the people you were
1: but listen listen that's not that there's nothing really mystical about that i'm not trying to be skeptical here right but that could honestly be explained I, I mean, you guys are aware of the concept of heart math, right? Do you not know about heart math, Brian? It's just math.
0: Just because it can be explained doesn't mean it's not an explanation for what we're talking about, though.
1: Yeah, That's the exactly. difference
0: of my argument is... I love, I love the idea that when people sing together, their hearts sync up. If that, that to me is even, it's a scientific thing that people are, you can't prove God. I'm like, I just did. Did you watch that? That's fucking amazing.
1: Yeah. But, but again, if you can biologically explain it, you're not proving anything other than I don't
0: need proof of it. I'm saying just because it's biologically explainable doesn't mean it's not a Holy Spirit. That's, that's my comment about it.
1: That's what I'm saying though. It's
0: I know, not. and I know that's what you're saying. I think, right? I think you're
2: both on your second beer and there's some magic no, happening.
1: I'm on, only doing the one. But but I think <laughs> but what's implied in this descent of the Holy Spirit is it's something otherworldly. It's something beyond the human experience, right? That's the implication there. Yeah.
0: My so. beer is only four percent alcohol. We're not even close. Oh <laughs> <Like>. shoot. <laughs> So let's shift gears for a second, because yep. talk about people needing some Holy Spirit. <laughs> mm. huh. What hope do you hold that there could be a resolution for the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and what needs to happen for peace to occur?
1: Well, I think... This I is think, above our pay grade, I'll just...
0: <laughs> no kidding, right? Like... <laughs> no, not really. Not yeah. really. No, yeah. It
1: is. Well, I mean... I mean if this it, were
0: simple, somebody would have figured it out by now.
1: Exactly so so for me i think there's always there's always a somebody's benefiting from the conflict otherwise there wouldn't still be conflict but i think it comes back to the very thing we were we were saying about how we forget that the that the different um expressions ideas interpretations understanding we have of god doesn't make them wrong because they're different so here we have two groups of people that are ostensibly built on differences and making each other wrong and now they're in conflict they're in war one group of people feeling like this is our ancestral holy land we gotta we gotta expel the invaders one group of people it's like we just have as much right to be here as you do L- you know leave us alone um and but ultimately this stems from different theological and religious beliefs i mean so if if yes it's 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 above our pay grade to go write a peace policy but it's not above anybody's pay grade to say how you believe in god um because you believe in god different than i believe in god doesn't make you any less than it makes me and and if we can get to that place then i think we'd be okay
2: I mean it's certainly a piece of the puzzle the religious uh component and you know the whole idea of sort of divine uh founding or divine um providence of the land uh for yeah for jews uh or zionists um runs square against a group of people that say look historically we've been here longer than you uh exactly in, in the recent uh swing of things and you're coming here taking land away from us with the backing of much of the rest of the developed world and how is that fair considering we're under-resourced etc cetera, etc cetera?
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah and 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 the whole uh you know please don't get me started on us foreign policy inciting with israel on this
0: Oh, absolutely!
1: In terms of like, this is this is this is your ancestral land, so you have a right to it. I'm like, how about giving some land back to the Native Americans like, have before you, you? Have you, you yeah. do right? You care about that now? <laughs>
0: right. Exactly. Have you heard exactly. the word hypocrisy. Like, let's hey, talk about that. Uh, but, exactly. But it's not. It's it's not that. At least I'll speak for myself. It's not that. Obviously, I I understand, especially in the last century, why there's a need for a Jewish state. But there's also in that process been a clear, a clear um, policy of exclusion Mm -hmm. and um, doing to others what was done to you. And and that's not very Jewish, quite frankly. Yeah. You know, if there's
1: anyone, people that would understand about, you know, being exposed spelled and hunted because of who you are prophets got a lot to say about that got
0: a lot to say about that (laughs) you know and so and and again so my point in that is like it's super freaking complicated of course it is and yet what i really wonder as we like read these as i read my stuff and i read about like all the leaders are just really polarizing and nobody wants to give up their you know part or whatever and i'm like so you really want to keep living in this war zone Forever like you wanna that's what you want. And and they just wanna give we'll let the other side give in. And I think part of why it's so hard to watch right now, for us, at least for for Americans right now, it's it's really palpable because we're watching this great divide happen in our own country. And we're going, like, what what happens when this chasm becomes so deep? But it really makes me wonder. What the average person on the ground feels about mm. this, you know what I mean? Like, we often we get so much about the the kind of the people, the top people making decisions or the polarizing things. It really makes me wonder. You know, at the end of the so, day, could people really just get along? Like, they probably could.
1: Right. They 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 probably could. I I live with Palestinians. Um. It was it was mom Palestinian. It was half Palestinian. She moved over here from the US, want to say in the '70s, you know, and she talks about how it was her father-in-law, I think, her uncle or something, you know, they they fled a neighborhood because bombs were coming, came back a few days later, and there's there's a Jewish family living in their house.
0: Right? Yeah, exactly. And they, had n- and
1: they had no recourse to get their house or their land back, mm-hmm. right? So so. When you ask how the people on the ground feel about it, those people are feeling like we just got dispossessed, right? But then there's another group of people who've been told, this is the right thing. This is your right. This is your land because for whatever reason. So, you know, and and I'm really questioning that narrative. We all say it's complicated, right? I I think those who don't want us to resolve this and those in the media are really pushing this. It's complicated. It's not that complicated it's just people's unwillingness to share right the, well i the, think
0: there is an aspect that land there is difficult it's difficult terrain and there literally just isn't like there isn't room for everybody in this square of real estate no 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 that's complicated
1: no by. no that i know i'm gonna push back against that because do we so, have
0: to be violent with pushing can't you just disagree <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're right, you're right. We're telling the whole story about people pushing other people out of land. Right. No Let's more pushing back. Pushing. <laughs> no pushing. No, no, no pushing. So my understanding is, you know, because now I'm like, okay, this this is sort of more personal to me because my so let me do some research here. So my understanding is like uh, you know, Jews living in Europe after World War II were like, we can't live here anymore. We're not welcome here. That's been clear let's go back to israel which was being mostly inhabited by palestinians at the time and you know england and other european victors of the war were like all right great boom we gonna put you here and over time the you know israelis decided okay well yeah we want more of the land it wasn't that there wasn't enough space to begin with it was like we wanted more of the land and if you look at maps of how they have systematically, over the decades, taken over parts yes. of Palestinian territory. It's got nothing to do with not enough space. It's they want to possess the whole land, and they feel justified in doing that. And I'm not here to argue justification, not justification. I'm just saying, if you show up at a place that people are already living, you just don't go like, all right, you got to go. That's not, that's not how it works yeah. and again the hypocrisy of them doing this given given the recent history of of what led up to world war 2 and what's happened to them and then the other piece that's even making more of a conflict is You know, there's there's this narrative that if we are pro-Palestinian, it means we're anti-Israel. That's not true either. It's not. You know, it's it's like the abortion story, because a person is pro-life doesn't mean they're like also pro-abortion. Right. So it's 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 we want to draw these lines, these black and white lines um, and be on one side of the line or the other side of the line and, and make assumptions about where where people land. But, but I, I listened to, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu on Sunday, you know, prime minister of Israel. And when you hear him talk, right. You're very clear that this is a person whose goal is like, we need to possess a hundred percent of this land and we don't care what it's going to take to get us there in spite of saying I'm making things safe and welcome for for palestinians look how much i did with the rest of the arab world and in making these agreements with other arab countries and so on and i want to say well what then what about the arabs living in your land right why are you trying to expel them by the way why are you so adamant that this is your land because it was written in scripture right i mean come on yeah
2: yeah and i would say the reason that uh people will say it's complicated uh especially media and or politicians is because of our nation's support of israel and historical yeah alliance with israel and so people don't want to be seen as being critical of israel yeah it's a cop-out then that's critical of your own nation's foreign policy and and you can't really publicly have that position yeah what's that fil- what's that filist- what's that what's that quote again <laughs>
0: every 500 years
2: we end <laughs> up we just, do? <laughs> like we end up just ignoring the atrocities Israel repeatedly does while sending them literally billions of dollars to keep doing those atrocities Right, and we're not allowed to criticize them publicly if we're a elected official and to me that's bs and has to
1: stop yeah. and and i i read an article today about um us so like when we look at all these um Civil skirmishes and battles and wars within countries and the weapons that they're using to fight on both sides, primarily U.S. made weapons. We, the U.S., is the biggest arms dealer in the world. Yeah, we are.
0: Yeah. and, And the other I mean, the other complication thing that I would add is the the pain of the so there's you know, there's simultaneously the pain of the Holocaust, which is still very, very real. Very real in our world. And because there's still Holocaust deniers even out there regularly speaking, that you're like, yeah. who the, shut up, you know, kind of thing. Like there's this trauma that's very real in the last hundred years. And then there's also this, for a lot of the world, quite frankly, especially a lot of the Western world, this ongoing anti Muslim, anti, you know, Palestinian idea. And and most of the Middle East, quite frankly, the the Muslim world, and so there's this pain. They're they're both traditionally very oppressed groups, and so that's part of the complication in the in the matter, and that's what makes it um, a heightened situation.
1: Again, not complicated.
0: I do. This I, is. <laughs> I think you're stuck on that word, but I do think there's a lot of factors involved. You know, again, we.
1: One group of people is not liking another group of people because they haven't, d- because fundamentally they have a different view of God. That's not complicated. But
0: I don't think it's just about mm, it's their view of God. I that. really don't. Yeah, I think
1: it's a lot It's, start- well, it's, it's, it's predicated on that. It is. It's predicated on because that one.
0: I, so I had a professor, a visiting professor in college that was a Palestinian Christian, grew up in Bethlehem, right? Mm-hmm. And. People would say to him all the time, Oh, how long has your family been Christian? He's like, Forever. Like my like
2: <laughs> Since the second century.
0: Exactly. Right. Like he's like, I live in Bethlehem. Like longer than I, yours. Exactly. Like
1: Eva's <laughs> mother has been a Catholic her whole life.
0: Exactly. Like so, it's not so, it's not that symbol of just all Palestinians are Muslim kind of thing. It's right not no, about no, that.
1: that's that's all not one. I'm yeah yeah and and i didn't i didn't mean to i didn't mean to elude that um i'm i'm talking about maybe the uh, the origin of the conflict in, in in that you don't have right to this land because fundamentally you are not who we are
0: yeah and i i will say you know and
1: we are the chosen people
0: it's, this is That's what i one. will say about okay. the complicated question is this this really is beyond our pay grade in terms of even the religious aspects of it, <laughs> I would yeah. say, is beyond my pay grade.
1: Um, on, on Facebook, uh, uh, Tim, who has apparently earned the title of top fan on Facebook, has says, Ogan has the right of it. Tim, you are now my top fan.
0: Well, Thank you. I, again, like I these are our conversations and opinions over beers absolutely let's be very clear about that nobody's calling us up going what do you think about the conflict and what would you like to do about it like we are not professionals here although i mean and and i even feel bad about this you know i i did ask you know i i possibly needed to bow out this week and i did ask eli to come on to talk about this but at the same time you know i'm Derek and I are part of a place here in in Baltimore and Ogan, I'd love to have you join in when um, we're able to do so again, called the ICJS. It's one of the, um, it's a the, the Institute of Islamic Christian and Jewish Studies. And it's yeah. all about getting all three religions, the Abrahamic religions together. We <laughs> Bible study together. We do lecture series together. We do conversation together. And they wrote a statement That i sent to you guys it's a beautiful statement you know and ultimately at the end of the day that's that's where i get to with i really wonder at the end of the day how people feel that are just you know not in those top brackets speaking to the media or whatever because i i really do feel that people just they've been at war for so long i mean we're talking centuries that like the idea of peace is really what people and there's are.
2: there's wonderful stories of people who uh, Palestinians and, and Jews who raise their kids together and who build yeah. relationships and who believe peace has to happen with the next generation. and if we can teach the children that look these these can be your friends and and just like anyone else can be your friend, I, like yeah. that's how the real change can start
1: it will be it will be a generational thing we're going to need to we're going to need to have some of these you know old stalwarts die off but part of it also is is how do we how do we end the generational stuff if we don't end the teaching of it yes right so that's that's got to be the other uh, the other the other piece of it and you know You know both both being part of the abrahamic faith tradition it's like it's like world's longest family squabble i mean it's it's kind of kind of you know i don't want to make light of it but it's kind of ridiculous
0: yeah and we came out like we're the stepbrother that came along that like what nobody wanted part of the family
1: no we're we're (laughs) like we're like we're like standing back trying to see who wins the fight that we can then side with (laughs) we're the middle child
0: we're we are well, whatever anyway.
1: And by the way, you said that the uh we're not professionals. Well, you know, the professionals are doing a shit job, so you must as well no, they let, are. They might as, as, well as well let us, us have us a try. I
0: don't know. They might as well call us that It's fine. You know, we we could probably broker a peace agreement before they could, quite frankly. Seriously. But you know, anyway.
2: Wow. So there w- I, there was one time uh when I was actually in Bethlehem, uh we were visiting um they had recently discovered uh where Herod was buried uh and a group came uh well a couple of armed soldier types and with them was benjamin netanyahu and like so i was like 10 feet from him and i was like oh yeah you had your chance and you this missed was it, pre, it brian pre-prime
1: minister uh, I, say,
0: I was i was there in 99 it was way before any of this but it was. so wait
1: so wait back call back call back to time time travel question from previous show If you could go back in time to that moment, knowing what you know now, what would you do?
2: I wouldn't trust myself. (laughs) (laughs) I I probably wouldn't be here now.
0: You of all people, we should not make politicians celebrities. That's not how this works.
1: (laughs) No, it's not. No, no, it's not. And that's I think also that's part of the problem because that dude does not want to give a power. He does not. That is a huge part of the problem. No, he
0: wants to rule all the land. That they will. The
1: they will not be peace as long as the people who are currently in power are in power. What's his nickname? BB. BB Netanyahu. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. used to be they, called BB
2: in high school. You know,
1: and 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 for all the <laughs> hey. okay, that's a, that's a that's an after-show conversation we What's have. My and, initials. <laughs> <laughs> your middle name. David really yeah i don't think we knew that all right we can get back we 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 can get back to that but but yeah um as much as we knock all the craziness that happens in our country like there is something there is something to the possibility of shifting power shifting leadership every four years no longer than eight because because then you don't get this entrenchment right and this and this and this like suddenly this person gets drunk on the power and we're suddenly shifting policy and how we govern based on one person so yeah i like that one you are the man let's go with that one little side <laughs> commentary about my middle name I, I,
0: I put in the We're... chat
2: a man after god's own heart and shannon replied you are the man
1: there. that's the one i Prophet always Nathan. that was
0: by the way that was one of my first sermons was on that scripture and i always wanted to put it on a t-shirt you are because at the time like the like you, the man is the was the, right. anyway, that was, sure. I'm old. But anyway, I wanted that on a t-shirt. You are the man. Second Samuel 11 something. I don't oh. remember exactly. Eleven thirteen. Bing, bing. Anyway, whatever.
2: Bing, bing, bing. Well, we haven't solved it all, but, uh, you know, we, we, we gave it a shot.
1: Somebody send this record in there. You never know. <laughs>
2: Wow. Well, thank you, friends, for tuning in to Pup Theology Live. You can show your love and support for the show by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Yeah! for as little as a couple of bucks a month, you'll get access to all our pre and post-show banter. And honestly, sometimes that's the best part of the show that only our Patreon members get to hear as well. You'll get uh, access to extended interviews with special guests and other uh, potential swag. So visit patreon.com slash PTLive to get started. And a big thank you to our current patrons. And don't forget that you can join us if you're listening on the podcast probably tomorrow, friday may 21 at 7 p.m eastern for episode 200 our happy hour that's going to be for a couple of hours join us on facebook live uh check in that will be fun patreons can join us uh, actually on the zoom so we look forward to that you can listen to the show anytime on soundcloud stitcher spotify apple and google podcasts and if you want to start a gathering with people in your neighborhood your local uh pub or brewery Check out uh, all the details at pubtheology.com to get started. So until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. If you want
0: to check out David, it's 2 Samuel 12. (laughs) Knew was, oh. I knew I was close, but you know, I
2: couldn't was remember. So close. so close, so close.